It's Saturday, and you know what that means. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the welcome first back. ever episode of Beyond. PA Power Driver Beyond. We have now yes. branched into three shows, guys. This is the first one you're hearing of the three, even though by the time you're listening to this, all three are probably up. But uh, we have extended or broken up into three shows. This show, Beyond, is everything that's not wwe so it's it's impact it's aew we're getting back into the roh realm pretty good in the new japan realm especially after wrestle kingdom um but if you do want more new japan stuff make sure to head over to our patreon for the wrestle kingdom preview mario and i did it was a fun chat um it was it was an educating chat for me uh to say content the least. heavy content heavy yes yeah we broke uh, down the factions, the matches, the titles, the divisions. Yep, I learned a lot that night. I got an education, and it was good. It almost made me buy an Empire shirt. So, like, oh, I, think I hate it, the Empire. I I just love Will Osprey, and like, he's so freaking good. Um, so he was actually one of the first interviews I listened to on Spotify. Wrestling wise, was a Chris Van Vliet interview with Will Osprey, one of my first ones. Um, so welcome to Beyond. It's a different logo. It's just a semi-different logo. If you haven't noticed that, Mario, I think we need to give Chris a clap here. Chris, wow. getting those new logos up for the show. They look great for all three. <laughs> Mario's having a seizure. Give him a slow clap. I had to build it up. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so well, let's get <laughs> not every day you get to give someone the clap, you know? Yeah, uh-huh. this is true. Ha ha. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, Chris, we had some ROH final battle a few weeks ago, yeah? That's true. December 18th. I'm going to run through the results because I we didn't watch it. So if somebody can squeeze Ring of Honor back into their watching schedule, that would be sick. But um, if not, we'll give you a flyby um, Fly review. By. So, so December 18th. This is, a, this is a couple weeks back, right? Yes, December yes. 18th. Final battle 2020. Um, so they start out. Uh, I'm not actually sure if this was in order, but I'm going to talk like it is. They start out <laughs> with a four way number one contenders match for the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. Um, and this match will happen later in the show. So it is Tony Deppen defeating Dak Draper, Josh Woods, and LSG. So um, Tony Deppen will go on to face Dragon Lee, I believe it is, for the Ring of Honor TV Championship. Um, we have a pure rules tag team championship ma- or a tag team match, not championship. Um, the pure rules I know are complicated. They had a whole tournament. It was very good. The, the rules shaking it up a lot like the Heritage Cup rules were shaking things up. They're doing some interesting stuff at Ring of Honor with pure. Um, so they have a tag team match, which is the foundation. Tracy Williams and Rhett Titus beat Fred Yehi and Wheeler Yuda. I don't recognize a lot of those names. Rhett Titus. Is when I heard those second two, it sounded like a yodeling contest or something. Red, like yeah, that. He, I don't know. yeah, he. Yeah, I don't know any of those guys except Rhett. 
So um, then we go into a World Tag Team Championship match, Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship match. The Foundation, who is Jay Lethal versus Jonathan Gresham, um, retain their championship against Mark Briscoe and PCO. You guys have an opinion on the Briscoes? The fact that they're split up now? No. Yeah, that, that's weird to me that they're, it's a they're split because I've known them as a, a tag title uh, tag team for so long. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've had their singles runs in the past. Well, especially Jay. I think he has more singles action. Um, so, I mean, I feel like they could go back together at any moment. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Mark Briscoe and PCO was an interesting combination. Yeah. So then we have Ray Horace defeating Dalton Castle. I'm a big Dalton Castle fan. Um, disappointing to see him lose to somebody I've never heard of. So that happens. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like one of their most veteran talents. So to put other people over is pretty cool. Yeah. Then we have um, the Kingdom. This is a faction that I was a fan of. Matt Taven, um, Michael Bennett is now in the Kingdom. Um, so Matt Taven and Michael Bennett beat the Righteous, who is Vincent, and Bateman. I don't know who Bateman is. I'm assuming it's Jason Bateman. But um, yeah, Vincent, yeah. yeah, Vincent in the Righteous used to be a Kingdom member, and I saw him in a bunch of uh, NEW shows. Actually, Matt Taven and um, TKO as well. They. Uh-huh. They frequented NEW, and uh, actually one time, Matt Taven or TKO, I can't remember, but they called me a Melvin because I was wearing a Bullet Club shirt. It was pretty great. <laughs> um, then we have Danhausen. Now I'm that Danhausen. Yeah, I just discovered him on Twitter, like leading up to Final Battle, um, about how he's gonna be he's gonna beat Brian Johnson and get a Ring of Honor contract, and he did that via disqualification <laughs> so whatever it's Dan Housen. <laughs> so he is now a contract wrestler now we have the ring of honor world television championship uh, tony deppen qualified for this in the pre-show but dragon lee retains against a tired tony deppen for the tv championship we tony have Depp and shane... local guy too by the way oh really yeah yeah cool i gotta look him up shane taylor defeating jay briscoe in a match um, I am not a have, Shane Taylor guy. I, I haven't seen him recently. He was like losing a bunch of weight when I stopped watching. So I'd like to. Yeah, I think that weight's back on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but as he was doing that, he was starting to sell me. Uh, he was like, a, I can't remember who he was working for, but somebody was paying him to beat people up. It was a good, it was a good uh, program. So now we have the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Now the champion is Jonathan Gresham, who is also – Tag team, Ring of Honor tag team champion. Um, so he already had a match at this point, and he is defending his pure championship against Flip Gordon, who I also first saw at any Flip Gordon. Me too. Really? Yeah, I yeah. really I like wish Flip that he would have joined the Bullet Club back when they were teasing it in um, Being the Elite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, before I was surprised he started, didn't. I watched a lot of Being the Elite, and so that's where I got the most familiar with him. And then uh, yeah. they did the uh, G1 Supercard. That uh, mm-hmm. kind of like that crossover with New Japan and uh, Ring of Otter. I was yeah. flying high on Flip mm-hmm. Gordon by then. I'm surprised that he didn't end up elite. Yeah. 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 I wonder if that hurt his feelings. I'm betting he has still has time on his contract. That's right. how they made it seem like. Yeah. The, um, when they were like people were getting texts on being the elite, they're like, the countdowns was showing like basically people who were joining all elite wrestling yeah. he had the longest timer if i'm not mistaken interesting all right well, and it could still happen since we're hopping into the pure title and we already talked about pure for a second 
I did look up the rules. So if you're go do that, still yes. interesting in the pure wrestling rules, this is three rules. Um, every wrestler gets three rope breaks uh, to stop submission holds or pinfalls during the match. After that, uh, like if it's like your fourth pin attempt and you try to break the rope, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Um, the second rule is no closed punches to the face. Like only like slaps to the face, but you can still yeah. punch like below the neck. Yeah. Um, I wonder. I wonder how close. Like, can I punch someone in the throat? <laughs> I'm gonna say probably <laughs> not. <laughs> like, but uh, um, you punch someone in the face, you, you get a warning. You punch them in the face again, you lose one of those penalties. And if you're out of penalties, uh, or like the rope breaks, oh the, sure, it sure. goes away. If oh, you're okay. out of rope breaks, then you lose the match. So you just go one, two, three, and then pin them. Yes, and then uh, <laughs> uh, the count outside the ring. Like if you leave the ring, mm-hmm. it's not a ten count; it's a twenty count. Higher count, yeah. Okay. And then this isn't a rule, but this is the the last thing that separates us from the rest of the titles, the pure championship. So those are the pure rules. So if anyone's wrestling pure in general, mm-hmm. that's the rules. But if you're in a championship match, the title can change hands on disqualifications or countouts. That's super cool. I don't know what this is about i, I think it, that the owners don't like their referees so they want to make their jobs like super hard <laughs> yeah make it work harder <laughs> hire jeff um I wonder, I wonder if jeff would do a pure match or if he'd be like i'll, I'll, I'll work uh i want to i'm gonna ask him that now <laughs> <laughs> so uh jonathan gresham retains here via referee stoppage Ooh. So something interesting happened there okay I had to check it out um ring of honor world championship match uh, Brody King is the challenger, and Rush is the Roosh. champion. Roosh, that's what I said. And Roosh, <laughs> no. he, was, he was just rushing through Roosh's name. That's all. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Roosh defends. I mean, uh, retains his championship against Brody King, and that is final battle. Nice. Did we talk about Brody King having like a horrible like twenty four hours or whatever that yeah, night? Oh yeah, yeah. He lost over and over again. Yeah. yeah, he lost something in uh, New Japan Strong that would have given him the IWGP United States right to challenge briefcase. Right. And then he lost That's his right. final battle, too. And then um, I think this past week there was an episode of of Ring of Honor regular television, mm-hmm. but it was more or less just them uh, recapping how Ring of Honor has persisted and adjusted through the COVID-19 pandemic. And they highlighted a couple of matches that happened over the over the period of the pandemic to this point, because, of course, the pandemic's not over. You know, Godspeed, hopefully it is ending soon. But uh, a couple of old matches that never aired, they, mm. uh, they played cool. that night. Nice. Well, you guys want to hear about an awesome show? Yes. My yeah. buddy is over at um, – oh, that's nice. Zoom is glitching on me. But my buddy's <laughs> over at Impact Wrestling – Okay, you cannot minimize your Zoom meeting. Well, guess what? I just did. Um, Best of 2020 Part 2 opens up. uh, It's Tuesday, and you know what that means. Uh, They did a little memoir thing here for Mr. John Huber, also known as Brody Lee, which we'll talk about more a little bit later. Um, But Josh Matthews and Scott DeMore continue to look back at the year's greatest matches and uh, give out some more end of the year awards. Um, Slammiversary moment, dear God, I just gave it away. Moment of the year was the <laughs> Slammiversary debuts and returns were moment of the year, which is Motor City Machine Gun slash Eric Young slash EC3 slash Good Brothers slash Heath debut 
Um, oh, wow. So basically just the Slammiversary show as a whole was moment of the year, I guess. All right. <laughs> um, so which it was great. It was. True. I, I remember watching that. We had a nice party here and uh, Chris got noticed in Dollar General for a shirt. I mean, it was That's great. Cool. That's right. Uh, then we uh, went back. We took a look at Willie Mack becoming X Division champion at Rebellion um, with his weird purple. Um, oh, my gosh. What are those called? Contacts. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Uh, then we had Rich Swan's roller coaster year. Kind of just going on what Rich Swan has gone through this year to get to the world title uh, picture and winning. And then we have uh, the Motor City Machine Guns winning the tag team titles. Obviously, love seeing that. Um, talking more about uh, Kenny Omega. Uh, then they talked about Wrestle House. Then they had the they showed um, from Final Resolution a couple weeks ago. They did uh, Manic versus Raheem Raju. They showed that. Mm. They showed The Rock inducting Ken Shamrock into the Impact Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh my gosh! So That's so that... silly. <laughs> what? Why is that silly? Because didn't he just shoot a video from his yard? Yes. They re-aired a video that he shot from his yard. It's the rock, though. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, impact, imp, former impact wrestler, the rock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then they gave match of the year to, no surprise here, Slammiversary five-way world title match between Eric Young, Eddie Edwards, Trey Miguel, Rich Swan, and Ace Austin. Uh, that got match of the year, and then more Kenny talk at the end. Otherwise, it was really <laughs> nothing much happening. It was another uh, recap. Well, I think we're back to regular TV this week. So, speaking um, of Kenny talk, um, I listened to Kenny and Don Callis on Jericho's podcast. Did I to catch that? Did not. Uh, is it fr- is it pretty new? It was like right after he won the title, or yeah, it's it's been a lot a little bit. I haven't yet. No. It's it's pretty good. Um, I think it's like it's like a work the whole time, which I was surprised by. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Jericho's more shoot when he does that. Usually, Sammy's uh, Sammy Callahan did a a work the whole time. I think either that or he was a complete jerk. It's really hard to tell, but yeah. um, he did really well. It was a re- his was really enjoyable, but um, I wanted like the inside scoop, but I got more like a Kenny promo for an hour. So. Yeah, exactly. It's a ha ha. Sweet. I did go back and listen to that um, Brody Lee episode this week. Yes. I I did realize I did listen to it before. I listen to so many interviews, I just forget yeah. what I've listened to. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, but I listened to it again, and uh, that was a good one. But yeah, now I'll definitely have to check that one out. Don Callis and uh, Mr. Omega. So that was Impact. That's not much happening. Back to regular TV this week. Um, the next week, uh, we'll, uh, we'll cover it more next. We'll go over the full match card next week. Once the full match cards out next week is Genesis and they're having the super X cup tournament and our, our, one of our buddies from PPW, yes. Mr. Casey Navarro is in that tournament. Um, Casey is also fighting on impact this week. He will be right. on impact. Um, let me actually pull that match up real quick. I was really happy to see it for him. Real great guy. You know, uh, one of the bright young talents. I remember they talked very high about him as we're walking out the first time impact came back in January of 2019. And they were like, man, this kid, um, he's got a bright future for the X division, which that fits his bill to a yeah. T like he screams X division. Great. So uh, 
if I could pull it up here. I know it involves him. It involves Crazy Steve. Uh, here it is. Uh, Cra- Steve. What a crazy guy. What a crazy I love, guy. Cra- I love Crazy Steve. Crazy Steve. Uh, Casey Navarro versus Crazy Steve versus another indie guy I've heard of. I'm not super familiar with in Blake Christian uh, versus Ace Austin with Madman Fulton. This is how they bring Ace Austin back. Hey, you're going to fight in a four way. They didn't even build it up. They just announced him for the Super X Cup, and now he's just fighting. I don't want to, like, make it, like, de- I'm making it sound demeaning, and I don't mean it like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's Ace Austin. You were building him up so much in 2019. It's like, just, I feel you're uh, paying. You're excited, and you want to see this happening. You don't want to put down the brand, but it's just when you see opportunities for stories to be built, especially with important characters that we care about and right. companies don't do it, yeah, like you're leaving excitement on the table. Yeah, I mean, don't get like I said, don't get me wrong. I'm excited to like if we get some Casey Navarro and Ace Austin one on one stuff in here, mm-hmm. bro. That's gonna be freaking burn the house down. But uh, and that's gonna be burn the house down if that's what the finals end up being for the Super X Cup. But like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Brian's got me all messed up in our group chat here. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Mario, let's talk about let's talk about Wednesday. Let's talk about right. Wednesday. Well, let's talk about last Saturday first in yeah. our recording of uh, the final a or not AEW the final PA Power Driver episode where we're all together for every show in full. Yes, we kind of started the night. Uh, literally just finding out moments prior to the passing so literal of Mr. Brody Lee. And uh, I'm so proud that we talked for so long pre-recording. That's the most yeah. proud I've ever been of me not shutting up. Anyways, <laughs> Yeah, because we got to hear that news before starting recording. And we talked about like honoring his memory at the end of the episode. But, you know, the facts weren't all out there. We didn't really mm-hmm. fully understand what was going on. I dipped early. And, you know, I think tonight, especially in, in reference to um, uh, this past Wednesday's AEW Dynamite, Dynamite. Uh, where they honored Brody Lee, I think that'd be a good time for us to talk about what happened in the show. And then after we talk about the show, uh, we'll cover some of our uh, memories and some little little highlights. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, of course, he's an active wrestler, a lead of faction in all elite wrestling so uh this dynamite was essentially a dark order show slash celebration of life for mr brody lee john huber Mm -hmm. uh luke harper and they let his son pick all the matches which Mm -hmm. i thought was nice um so the i'm i'm gonna say it all at the beginning and then we'll talk about the matches so at the beginning i'm just gonna say right now there was a ton of interviews throughout the night, a lot of highlight reels, a lot of pictures of his personal life and professional life. Um, Especially at the end, there were some pictures I was shocked to see on AEW television. Yeah. yeah. Full shoot interviews because, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a face or a heel. If you knew uh, Mr. Brody Lee in real life, you know, John Huber, you were a fan of him. You were mm-hmm. a friend of him. Uh, the one that really stood out to me was. Um, uh oh well, i hate that i'm blank on his name but from scu the leader frank christopher daniels frank christopher daniels i uh, was talking about how he was in a hard place and he was having a match with uh brody lee 
in AEW and Brody Lee was building up to being the TNT champion or had just been the TNT champion. Uh, so clearly he was going to, he knew he was going to go over, but he said that the way in which Brody treated him in that match, it was like Brody's goal was to make them both look like stars. And even though he, he took the loss in that Brody made him look better afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, you know, it's like a weird side effect, but seeing grown muscly men cry, yeah, you know, I, I, were we talking about this before, Chris? I'm not sure, but it was definitely off air. I think where we're talking about like you grow up, and like a lot of men these days have issues with being in touch with their feelings because, yeah. and I talked to my brother Andrew about this, like the the difference between like don't cry, don't be uh, like a little girl quote unquote you know in today's day and age it's okay for men to cry and it should have always been okay for men to cry and especially when it's like 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 it's not like someone got like punched in the shoulder and now they're crying like these yeah. are deep feelings and it's okay for yeah. us to not only feel these things but be open about it and especially these guys on a grand scale like they're they're pouring their emotions out uh, for the world, you know. Yeah. Yeah, especially during that ten bell salute with the whole, you can just see the pure emotion yeah. at the beginning. With uh, especially one guy that stuck out to me was Miro. Miro seemed to mm-hmm. uh, pretty much, and uh, Sean Spears as well. I mean, it's it's really the guys that have known him for for a long time that were were working with him when he was Luke Harper, um, yeah. and then transferred with him. Not necessarily with him, like they were there before him, but uh, at, when he made the transition to where they were, yeah. and uh, yeah, the uh, I always want to say I don't know who who started me on saying the Twitter, but the Twitter <laughs> was, was also a blaze <laughs> with um, yeah wrestlers is. WWE wrestlers you know basically like this show is happening simultaneously with an NXT show and I don't think a single WWE wrestler tweeted about nxt yeah they're all talking about how they're watching the important show tonight that they love what they're doing for Brody lee tonight uh if you're watching wrestling tonight watch this dolph ziggler said i don't watch wrestling anymore but i watched uh aew wow and uh yeah it's 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 crazy man um and we're gonna dive into these results soon but just just hearing about like how you know he's not I mean, obviously, when someone passes away, you're not going to be talking about what a jerk they are. So I, so obviously, I wasn't expecting that. But just hearing about what a great father and husband yeah. he was, like having yeah, those different. highlighted so well, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of got that vibe when you watched his um, – when he did that WWE formerly known as when they were doing that series on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He made it known in that how much he, he cherishes being a father and a husband in that. And that was only like an eight-minute video. But you could tell like how important that was to him in a matter of – 20 seconds yeah. and then that already made me have a high you know yeah. the standard out mm-hmm. why that came out but high regard and then when he went to aw and i was excited because i knew he had wrestling didn't it wasn't the only thing that mattered to him like a lot of these guys it's wrestling is life life and death like if something bad happens in that oh no my life is like not life's over but like it's the end of the world no he didn't care if about that as long as he got home to his family mm-hmm. he didn't care what happened so that was a it just uh speaking of crying i think it was um bryce Ramsberg, the aw ref he was losing it yeah and and he said 
which good on you for letting them put that on TV. But um, he said, if there, if there is a wrestling ho- ho- dad hall of fame, wrestling dad's hall of fame, he yeah, should be Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, Rushmore yeah. yeah. He said he should be on it. Yeah. I yeah. think um, I hope that other wrestling dads take notice of how you're supposed to be doing it. Yeah. You know, if anything, that's true. If anything, quote unquote, good comes from this tragedy and, terrible loss hopefully these dads will will take some some uh notes from his page because like hearing him talk about how like he would stay for all he would he would show up for AEW would start he would stay for all of AEW he'd stay for AEW dark recording get out sometimes at 2 a.m and then drive three hours home to see his kids in the morning yeah that's crazy he would do whatever it takes to get, to get back home and uh see his family he didn't care what it took and uh, here at uh, the PA Pile Driver in general, and especially at Beyond, um, if you are a fan of his, you know, this week, go watch one of your favorite matches. Go go relive that. Go honor him in some way. And uh, we're, I we're, never we're, realized how many funny bits he had in being the elite till I watched oh, yeah. that <laughs> thing. I dot. It made up for me getting emotional watching this show, but uh, it, it made me die of laughter. Like the the I never knew about the paper thing. Like <laughs> yeah. I, that was so that's so funny. Like it's <laughs> genius too. Like and Ed and he came up with stuff like that. He wanted to be such a serious character, but he was able to do that with like comedy. Like it yeah. was it was so good. My favorite part is um when he hits Evil Uno when he has the helmet on and he's like it worked. And then he takes the helmet off and then he hits him again and he just falls to the floor. And it's, I, I heard about the concussion protocol. No. Um, so, uh, man, it's, it's interesting how like this last character he has had originally been received versus, you know, like people were like WWE stands were upset that he was basically making fun of Vince with this character as the cult leader, like almost all of his uh, like little ticks being a jerk, like, building up who Mr. Brody Lee, the character in the Dark Order was as the CEO of the Dark Order, the exalted one. Mm-hmm. Like he was basically riffing on Vince and how Vince viewed himself and like how he was in the writer's room. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people didn't like that. I loved it, but a lot I of people didn't like that. But like I think now looking back, we can all say that that the Dark Order, Mr. Brody Lee was a successful character and one that like he should like if if he was here today, and uh, his illness, his breathing issue, non-COVID related. Uh, yeah, we did find happen. that out too after recording. It was a non-COVID related thing. We would have um, would probably see him with the AEW gold at some point. Yeah, I don't remember who said it. I want to say Chris Jericho, but I'm not sure. But somebody said it's truly honoring that before he passed, he was able to get the singles run that he deserved. Yeah. Yeah. That was really got cool. that TNT title and yeah yeah I think uh years back I saw an interview where he was talking about one of his goals was to be a a world champion and the way in which AEW structured the TNT title and the AEW title are both kind of considered world titles yeah mm-hmm. um yeah so that was uh so. a little bit of us talking about uh the little cutaways in this night of wrestling but in the uh, All Elite Wrestling, Dark Order, John Huber, Mr. Brody Lee, Celebration of Life, Wednesday event. Um, they had some matches too. So 
I'm going to run through those matches and talk a little bit about what happened and how they interact with some of the storylines too. So it's not like this is just yes. an event where we just had things happen. Yeah. Uh, which would have been fine too. You know, if like yep. if his son put the young bucks against Eddie Kingston and MJF, you know, have it happen. That'd be a unique match yeah. that no one's ever seen before. And we would be entertained. Um, but we open up the night with the young bucks and Colt Cabana of the dark order taking on Matt Hardy and private party. Um, Colt Cabana picking up the uh, the win. And from what I can tell, the first time he's ever proud to be in the Dark Order. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure what to consider canon from this. You yeah, know? yes, yes. So, like, I'm not ready to say he's fully Dark Order, but, you know, you could see that, like. Nah, I'm ready to say it. <laughs> pretty much everyone had a, had wet eyes. <laughs> Yeah, like no one had any dry eyes there for any of these matches, now. you know. Um, but Cole Cabana, I I did like that little like full on hand up. Yeah, because because usually you see like like everyone do the hand up thing, like and he the, and he's just waving. Yeah, he's just <laughs> waving. But uh, uh, yeah, Cole Cabana picks up the win. Uh, the acclaimed uh, comes out and they complained like right off its first match of the night. But the acclaimed comes out and they're complaining about the Dark Order dominating the show tonight. <laughs> uh, but as they're you know doing their heel work, SCU uh, showed up and mm-hmm. threw him into the ring so that Cole Cabana and the Young Bucks could uh, beat him up. So uh, uh, they claimed uh, they have a they're in line for a tag title match. They already had it. They already had it. Okay, which is nice that a new tag team isn't just being thrown away after losing an opportunity. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm glad mm-hmm. that they're still yeah. building them. And uh, there's there's opportunities to get heat on tonight and i think yes. that everyone did it slightly tastefully yes i would yeah. agree like it could have been it could have been bad yes. yes um which i was i was kind of surprised because i would assume no one would try to do heel work right yes yeah but at least when they did it it was in my eyes at least successful and tasteful yeah then we have lance archer and then teaming up with uh dark order members Stu grayson and evil uno lance archer coming out in Old yeah. uh, Luke Harper gear. Cool. Yeah, he's got the jeans. He's got the tank top, looking looking just like him. Uh, and they were taking on uh, the family, La Familia. What, how do how do how does he say it? Is it just the family? I think he just says the family. The family. Uh, Eddie Kingston and the Butcher and the Blade. Um, Lance Archer, Stu Grayson, and Evil Uno picking up the win. Mm-hmm. Stu Grayson is great. Mm-hmm. Again, I think it was Jericho on commentary saying he was like one of the most underrated wrestlers on the on the roster. He's very good, just like uh, John Silver. Yes, Ungi. like the Dark Order has a lot of stars, Johnny and Ungi. like, and like I was on the fence for the Dark Order, and I think like seeing like obviously they're being put over and they're giving good yeah. opportunities tonight, but this level of exposure, like I'm getting like Bullet Club vibes, you know, like how I got sucked sure. into the Bullet Club for a sure. while. Not, well, they, not in like similar context of like their wrestling, but I'm saying like how I got sucked into mm-hmm. yeah. the bull club. I could see myself like I spent like 45 minutes looking for one of their dark order masks and I can't find them <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. So if you can find them, uh, shoot us a link. Yes, yeah. please. Well, they made the most of those opportunities. They did get extra opportunities th- th- this mm-hmm. week, but they they capitalized on them. Not a single one wasted, I don't think. Yeah. Then we have uh, Hangman Page teaming with Alex Reynolds and John Silver. They teamed up last week too, when they all kind of like dressed up like cowboys and stuff. Which was yes, great. and uh, the they good, the bad, and the hungry. 
They took on uh, the inner circle, uh, three members, MJF, Santana, and Ortiz. MJF uh, coming out in that uh, Santana and Ortiz uh, yeah. gear, which is funny. <laughs> Almost looking like they're uh, they're syncing up pretty well. I wonder if, like, so to step away from the events of tonight, you know, we've talked so much about the inner circle breaking up in general with MJF and Jericho being these, they're seeing like there's a power struggle building. I wonder if like, I wonder who lands where months down the line. If the inner circle breaks up, like, will it just be MJF and Wardlow kicked out or will he take some people with them? The the inner circle and the outer circle? Yes. This, I mean, they better. Are... Oh, this, this is us. And this is you. <laughs> <laughs> just a uh, reference to, um, what is it? Uh, meet the parents. Oh, I didn't get it. I didn't either. I was just laughing. <laughs> okay, so who's the who's the dad in that in that movie? It's a movie. Robert De Niro. I can see him. Yeah, that sounds right. I don't know. Well, anyways, he's he's showing Ben Stiller. He's like he's like making a circle. He's like showing like this is the inner circle. This is our this is the family. Everyone's in here. And then he points outside circles like you're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're pretty much splitting it in half, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, we got MJF or no, I'm sorry, not MJF. Uh, Jake Hager and Wardlow. This coming Wednesday. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. we'll, we I found the six matches that are announced for uh, AEW New Year's Smash Night One that we'll talk about at the end. Of yeah, well, let's AEW. get rocking and rolling though, because we got uh, tomorrow to record, and if our co-host will get antsy, it's some, it's some, it's some growing, <laughs> it's some growing pains. We're gonna, we're gonna figure out timing as we go. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but Hangman Page, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver defeating MJF, Santino Ortiz. John Silver wore his own version of Brody Lee's attire. Yep. Um, they opened up their trench coats. They're like their cowboy coats. And they had pieces of papers in their trunks, so they pulled them out and, and threw them at you know Santana and Ortiz, um, and MJF doing some heel work again. He's trying to be the most hated man in pro wrestling. He goes over <laughs> to Negative One, uh, Brody Lee Jr., and he pulls his mask off him, only to receive a kendo stick to the face from so uh, Brody Lee Jr. <laughs> yeah, which was phenomenal. It was. How was... did they pull that off? <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it, a lot of effort was put into this night yeah and it was a great it was a great night of wrestling and a very honoring uh way to his memory then we had yeah. anna jay and tay conti anna jay of course fully in the dark order tay conti kind of on the outskirts trying if you're to an anna jay fan order. we had great extensive conversation about her and our uh, ttp awards that's right yeah so go, go check that out then See, we had i gotta do my plugs we had them versus <laughs> Britt Baker and Penelope Ford, uh, Anna Jay and Tay Conti. Uh, was that the first time Penelope Ford Flynn? and Britt Baker have ever teamed? I think so. It wasn't they don't that normally, bad. They're not normally circling with each other. Right. I actually kind of liked it. I didn't think it, it was bad, but like I thought it was weird that you know Britt has a tag team partner built in, right? <laughs> like Reba. Well, she doesn't <laughs> wrestle, does she? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen her. Well, I think maybe the work is that she doesn't. She was in one match, but she is a wrestler. But if I'm, that's true. She doesn't wrestle on AEW. She hasn't wrestled yet. Okay, I was gonna say I'm not going crazy, right? I don't. She's booked as not a wrestler. That's right. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, Anna Jay and Tay Conti picking up the win. Britt Baker grabbing the mic, saying this whole match was rigged. It was a conspiracy. Uh, she was essentially leading up to this line where she said it was a big rig and winked at the camera uh, referencing Brody Lee's indie name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I don't think uh, anybody needed the wink though, Britt. Yeah, it was a little. It, if we, if I was to change one thing, it was the smile and the wink, <laughs> like a little too on the nose. Um, and like, then yes, Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa came out and uh, attacked her before a group of officials broke them up. So Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, still on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And this takes us to the main event of the night. That is Team Taz versus Cody Rhodes, Orange Cassidy, and Number Ten. Of the Dark Order. Number 10, also known as Cody Vance to PPW Preston fans. Vance. Well, to PPW fans, he's Cody Vance. <laughs> he made his name in PPW before he got hired. So made his name at PPW. To me, to my brain. <laughs> yes. I have never I looked him up after the match and I was like, he does not look like I pictured his the, his face, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's got short blonde hair. And... Yeah, that was very surprising to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget if we're gonna talk about 10 real quick. He fought in a six-way. You saw him, Chris. No. First Impact show, he was in that six-way ladder match. It was him, Mike Orlando, Sean Carr, Tony Storm, um, and Sam Adams and Casey Navarro. And, uh, yeah, Cody Vance was in that PPW title match. Wow, look at me go. Look look at you go. You didn't even know it. You knew him and you didn't know it. Anyways, and, continue. <laughs> and to no one's surprise, um, 10, Cody, and Cassidy pick up the win. I'm not um, surprised because Cody was involved, not because 10 was involved. That's – Every just, every Dark Order match yeah, one. had a Dark Order member winning. I thought, you know, maybe since it was in honor of Brody that maybe the Dark Order guys would get some more pyro, get some more love. But nope. <laughs> Cody gets all 85 gallons of pyro for his freaking end. That annoys the living. But hey, if there's any, dis- if there's any to spare, he would have happily spared. But he's using it all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's using it all for himself, which annoys the crap out of me. I don't know after- why fireworks are annoying the crap out of me, but <sighs> after the match, uh, Ten is hugging his his partners of the night. He threw up the Dark Order symbol. You know. Um, it's like the new too sweet to me. I'm just gonna start doing this to people. I yeah, just know. right. <laughs> you just walk up to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Team Taz came out for some revenge uh, after losing the match. Um, they like were beating down everyone in the ring, only for Darby Allen and it's it's <laughs> um, coming down and uh, getting everyone out. Um, can I talk about the last part, how the night ended? Yeah, yeah, you can take it away from here. So, yeah, so the night ends with um, them introducing, well, Cody Cody hops on the mic after the match, and, you know, all the lights go out, and Ted goes back stage and comes, and Cody introduces Brody Lee Jr., his wife. Um, not Brody Lee Jr.'s wife, Brody Lee's wife. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I get that confused. And uh, came out with, 10 because 10 apparently is Brody Lee Jr.'s favorite Dark Order member, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and Tony Khan was with them and they made the announcement that the belt, the TNT belt that Darby has now was given to Brody Lee Jr. and it is forever, forever Brody Lee Jr.'s and it is retired in memory of Brody Lee. Um, so they're creating a new belt design for that. Like that, that TNT red strap thing that you see, that's mm-hmm. gone. That's done. Oh, neat. I didn't know um, that. Yeah, that's yeah. done. 
the TNT title will continue, but it'll right. have a new design. That belt design yeah. will not. Cool. That's going to be uh, – and then uh, this part, my gosh. I don't normally cry, but this part got me so freaking much when um, Brody Lee Jr. put put his boots in the ring and uh, Cody put a purple bandana over yeah. his boots. That was just – they're not a dry eye in the place in people's homes. It was – the sombering but good way to end the show um tony khan props to him major props to him because he could have he could have done i don't know i don't know what i'm going a lot with less this, but like right exactly yeah, a, lot yeah. a lot less um, a lot less and people would have been okay with it but true. this full like this unexpected full night dedicated mm-hmm. to a, a great man really. and he also I was reading afterwards the the music that plays in all of the tribute videos he bought the rights to so no one can take it down and like claim copyright for so he bought the copyright to the music wow. so no one can yeah wow um, and then it at the end there were some pictures as well of him holding the smackdown tag team belts with yeah. rowan which oh my gosh we didn't even say that Oh Mario. frick! It is in my notes, but I, I skipped right over it. Rowan, after, Rowan uh, yeah, Rowan after, or Eric Redbeard, as Jericho got yelled at. It's not Rowan. That was uh, so funny. He did it over and over. And over. He wouldn't stop. <laughs> it's Redbeard. I don't even remember. Hungy. Okay, John Silver match. Yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So they showed pictures of those two, of course. Um. They showed a picture with him with Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins. They seemed um, like personal photos, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they weren't, like... They weren't, like, WWE permission. trademark photos. No, no, no. <laughs> right, they were personal. Right. Out. It seemed like they were at some, like, weird Mario Luigi GameStop thing <laughs> with Becky. I don't even know where I was going, but... Like, some of the pictures made me smile. Like, like yeah, that yeah. one. Like, Becky wearing, like, a Mario hat or whatever, and then him wearing a Luigi one. Like, I thought that was so cool. Funny. Um, But, yeah. So, it was amazing show overall. Um, that was probably the most invested I was have ever been in an AW show. I don't want to say I'm not invested because I try to watch every week in full, but mm-hmm. like I didn't normally. I pick up my phone and yeah, you know, bowl on it. You know, you got to bowl all the time, but um, <laughs> I didn't that night bowling, at all. Bowling, 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 bowling. <laughs> right? No. <laughs> also, by the way, not to get away from this sentiment, but Jeff challenged me to a bowl off, guys. Patreon exclusive right now. <laughs> We're gonna film it. We are gonna film it. And I'll be it's I'll be, be on commentary. There you go. Oh, we'll man. bring Kristen for commentary. It it is gonna be fantastic. But no. Uh, so do you, are there any before we uh, close out Beyond here? Great first episode of Beyond. Uh, your some of your guys' favorite Brody Lee slash Luke Harper moments. Uh, his title run. His initial singles title run as IC champion while IC still a champion. member of um, Y family. Y family. I had seen I had seen him in Wilkes-Barre, I believe, with the IC title. I've seen him yeah. many times. I've seen him. My gosh, I can't tell you how many times. Because when when they would do a TV show, it, it was funny. Whenever Wilkes-Barre got the TV show and not a dark show, he would be on a TV program. And whenever a dark thing came he wouldn't be on a tv program so he'd be wrestling on the dark mm-hmm. stuff so he was i've seen him oh my gosh i can't tell you how many times i also saw stardust once and it made me so happy but things um 
I, I think it was a part of that title run, but Luke Harper versus Dolph Ziggler in a ladder yes. match for the IC title. This is TLC 2014. 14, yep. That was one of the matches. I was just getting into wrestling. Well, like re-getting into wrestling at the time. And that was one of the matches that I, that like brought me back in. You know, I watched every second of it. The, like the blood, <laughs> the, yeah. the sheer like athleticism. Incredible. Yeah. I think one of my favorite uh, storylines with him was him like knowing Randy was a snake and like trying to join the Wyatt family. And he's like yeah. sniffing him out like, Hey, this guy's bad news. And like he freaking tag team with John Cena. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not many yeah. people could say they did that. Um, I loved his music too. His wife family music was so so cool. yeah. with the yeah. eyes, with the yeah, eyes. That's one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the eyes as a um, how old was I in 2015? Dear God, that's five, five years old, six minus <laughs> I was 13. Mm. Not going without my, I mean, I, I was probably pretty wimpy 13 year old. I don't remember it that well, to be quite honest. <laughs> But uh, I, I went to a show without my dad. He was working three hours away. So I actually went with my one aunt. She took me, which is the funniest uh-huh. thing ever. And uh, <laughs> she was like, who is that guy? He looks homeless. And I was like, that's <laughs> that, that's the point. Oh, and according God. to it's Cesaro. Funny. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, that. We were all about funny. to tell the same story. His, his dirty shirts, he worked so hard to make them like look dirty but they are clean and smelled nice amazing. and fresh <laughs> that's great what a great bit that's yeah. amazing um so yeah that's probably my favorite my favorite moments though is the him calling randy and the and obviously the ic title run i mean that's a uh, another he, did, great... he did great work down in nxt before they came to the main yeah. roster and they've given him some garbage over the years like uh i did not like the bludgeon brothers but i did he worked with it like he just like how did. Cody would make you know gold out of trash with yeah you know right. stardust. I love uh, the same thing. He, he made it. He made it work. Yeah, if you give I, him something, he's gonna try and make it work. He's not gonna yeah. complain about it. Complain about it? No. And he said that in his interview with Jericho. Like yeah, I'm not one to go complain. You want me to do it? Fine. Um, I'll give it my best. But I love the Bludgeon Brothers theme. I actually listened to it the other day. But, uh, I actually also went back and watched them winning the tag titles at WrestleMania 34. Um, and they talked about how they only had 10 minutes for that match and how the New Day took up four of it with their entrance. <laughs> so, but uh, I think that's all we have for... Uh, that, oh, Well, sorry. that's all we have for AEW this past Wednesday. But just to give us a quick little glimpse into the crystal ball and the future of what... Yeah. We'll be waiting for us next Wednesday on AEW's New Year Smash Night 1. Uh, we're going to have the world champion Kenny Omega putting the title on line against Ray Phoenix. Hikaru Shida will be putting her women's championship on the line against uh, one of my favorite female wrestlers in AEW right now, as well as Curtis's Abaddon. Shut up. <laughs> the team of, <laughs> of the Young Bucks and SCU taking on the Acclaimed and TH2. Cody Rhodes taking on Matt Seidel. That's going to be – I think that's going to be a barn burner. Damn. little sleeper match of the night. It, oh, man, I'm excited. And then we have Jake Hager versus Wardlow. That's another good one, too. I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's gonna <laughs> oh, be plus, um, John Moxley will be uh, returning to television for the first time since losing the world title, with the exception of uh, – Of the tribute, yeah. The tribute. Sick. Oh, and uh, Snoop Dogg and Jericho oh, on commentary. Oh, that's like, right. That's going to be something. I don't know what, but something. 
Um, so, guys, we hope you enjoyed this uh, new uh, format here because we like to, you know, not give you last, not last week, two weeks ago was our longest episode. We went like two hours and 10 minutes. So, we're yeah, you know, it down not everyone's you. a fan of everything, you know. Yeah, right. Right. And if you and are a fan of everything, you can listen other, to all three. The other episodes, they're live right now. You can listen. Well, send it. Right? Yeah. By the time they're listening to this, the other episodes will also be up, right? This is going up first. Okay. So we'll be up actually, shortly. it'll be up shortly if it's not up already. Yeah. Uh, let's let's put it like that. Yeah. So if you so, want to, if you're wondering what the heck's going on with uh, Ross Smackdown NXT NXT UK, go yeah. go look for uh, NXT and NXT UK is PA Piledriver tomorrow. Uh, that's our show for N- yeah. all the NXTs because it seems like we're getting more. So we're getting excited for that. And then uh, Raw SmackDown and the major pay-per-views for WWE is PA Pile Driver Alpha. So get excited. And I can already see Show War starting. Uh, I don't care. I'm on all three. If all three do good, it's, <laughs> I don't care. Um, but I mean, it's already established which one's the dominant brand when we're the one that goes up first. <laughs> that is true i guess <laughs> i guess you could look at it like that mario hey, that is very true here's a here's a here's a big question i'm having being the beyond show the beyond the borders of wwe is this the show where you're gonna find ppw news no ppw is uh, gonna be its own its own entity I was, uh, I was hoping, man. once shows start getting back up yeah we're gonna have one or two shows a month going over um We'll come up with something with that. PA Paul Driver Earth. What's PPW uh, stand for? Pennsylvania Premier Wrestling. Premier. Yeah. Premier. PP. PP. PA Paul uh, Driver Premier. Yes. There we go. We got it. PA Paul Driver Premier. We did it live on air. We wow. did it live on air. We got our name for our PPW shows. Recorded live at the time. Yeah, at the time. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if we start going to other indies, though, like, what? What are we gonna do with that? Like, that I don't know. Like it seems like beyond. Yeah. See, look at Chris. Just depending how long the episodes for um, beyond go. Uh, not beyond. Um, premiere goes. You get like if it is like every other week because you said there's two shows a month. There's one like, show a month, but I'm saying like PPW show one week for us, and then an indie indie show, and then yeah. There you go. Or or let's make beyond huge. Let's make beyond as long as the old PA Pod ever used to be. <laughs> I don't know about that. But we're going to get out of here, guys. So I uh, appreciate you for listening. I hope you like the new intro music, too, by the way. The outro music's going to stay the same, but I, I didn't record an outro. Crap, Curtis, you should have done that. Um, so thank you guys for listening to the first episode of Beyond. Make sure to check out tomorrow the show. I mean, you can check us out tomorrow if you want, but check out tomorrow the show where we go over NXT and NXT UK and check out Alpha where we go over Raw and SmackDown. We will talk to you guys next Saturday.